out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. I call him my blip beard. <laughs> I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And I'm Chris, the uncontested creator, Cassidus. Comic stuff! Aw, <laughs> uh, yeah, another fantastic episode of Comic Book Characters is coming your way. Chris, how do you feel about that? How do you feel? Does it make your Peter tingle? <laughs> Please don't call it a tingle. <laughs> I mean, right now it's still just a little tight around the old web shooter. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, you don't want it too loose either. Let though. No, it's still Are breathing you, down there. You got, you got. I mean, you got to find the balance. <laughs> Thanos was right. You got to find the balance in all things. I mean, if I, I need that manual control, know what I'm saying? Explode <laughs> when I want it to happen. Oh my god. So actually, you know, that made me think. You know, there's this talk about, and we've talked about it before, and I'm all for it. I know you're all for it. The idea of yeah. bringing Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And the Tom Holland Spider-Man and putting them all in a Spider-Verse live-action film. But the really weird thing about that is when they do it, and then they all, like, shoot their webs. <laughs> Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is the only weirdo with the organic webs. <laughs> it's going to be really weird and gross and weird and gross, <laughs> I think. Especially since it's like supposed to come out the thorax, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna I'm call gonna... him the Spider Butt. That's spider gonna be his nickname butt. amongst the Spider Men. You know, it's funny though. Actually, I have a, I have one of these. Um, what are they called? Zoom Zooms. Remember What's those? Some Sums. Are you talking about Mazda Zoom Zoom? Because you got one of those. No, no, I got one of those. Zoom Zoom. Shouts to the M3. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. They're like, um, they're like little cute creature. Like little, they look like little beans with legs. Okay. They're called T S U M. Some sums, zoom sums. Something like that. Anyway, they made a bunch of Disney and Marvel characters, and they have. I got a plush of a Spider-Man one. I've had it for a, a while now. Hmm. And uh, I, I've affectionately nicknamed him Spidey Spidey Butt. Because <laughs> he's mostly just a giant butt. <laughs> And that's the content you crave, true believers. A peek yeah. behind the veil. Well, uh, I'll probably talk and take a picture and throw it on the old uh, Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. Great name for a website and podcast. It's up there. Should have right. kept it, probably. Should have fought those guys. You let that internet real estate lapse on you? No, no, no. You know, you know the story? Uh, so Egg and I came up with that name, and then yeah. we did some research. And after we already had acquired the Facebook domain, realized that there was a an auditor. I wouldn't even call it a podcast, honestly, but like an audio page in the UK by the same name. I think you did tell me that, yeah. And so then we changed it to comic book characters. Uh, <clears throat> but that's why the Facebook page is named facebook.com forward slash Neil before pot for those new listeners that didn't know that now you do see we got lore um, oh okay so yeah yeah dude we're almost five deep of course we have lore and backstory <laughs> and you know we're getting to the point where things are going to get retconned and uh, <laughs> things are going to come back from the dead you know nice uh, actually it's funny uh, Today's episode actually is going to have a segment from from the grave, not really from the grave, but from the archives. Hasn't been a, it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. A minute and another minute after that. Two minutes. It's it's been a while <laughs> since somebody made that reference to that song. Uh, today's episode is going to feature heavily 
because I deemed it so. Wow. Heavily, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah, uh, no, because it's, because it's a. Uh, are you Quicksilver? Are you Hawkeye? You didn't <laughs> see that coming. Um, no, it's a good movie and it, it deserves its space to breathe. So we're gonna we're gonna start there. But we've also got some very unfortunate publishing news. Yeah. Is it the harbinger of things to come? Maybe. Uh, some ridiculous literally just dropped today on July 9th. Uh, f- like, former supervillain of a major franchise news? Uh, kind of waking up and seeing that vanilla sky <laughs> sort of situation. Uh, we've got a, the next big Marvel event, but and we're also going to tell you why maybe, maybe for once... It's going to be worth the hype. Ooh. Maybe. Maybe. Were they, were they, why are they charging now? It's been, a, it's been two weeks since I went to a comic book store. Are they still charging $7? Is that it? Jesus Christ, right? yeah. There's, uh, there's DC Black Label comics and stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's real fun, man. They're, you know, I got it. Uh, you know, wait, also, wait, 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 wait. You talking about tech? No, no, don't you start. You're talking about don't tech? You, tech no. Comics? Oh, man, I feel my blood <laughs> boiling. <laughs> My neck is hurting right now. Am I having a stroke? It's possible. <laughs> it's very possible. Um, oh, my God. Uh, you know, it's really cool what uh, Robert Kirkman did. I know the big... And we'll talk about this sort of briefly. Because we wanted to bring on a guest, uh, our friend Alex, who listeners, old school listeners might remember. He was the guy who went to Denny's and ordered the Thing Burger. A brave when man. Fan, when Fan Four Stick came a out, a brave man. And he had the thing sauce, and uh, he had the extra thing sauce. <laughs> He's the one that came on the podcast and talked about it, and we—that was a real segment that we did. Uh, man, he's like, bring that, then he bring that back just so I can go there and order one, and then have it in a to-go container, and Jesus, pull it yeah. out and say, "I got that thing on me." Wow. You could just get the thing Marvel Legend, Legends figure and just. Put it on you. I got that. Oh, shit. True believers. It's going to happen. All right. More pictures to come. (laughs) Uh, But Alex is like a huge Walking Dead fan. He has the entire uh, run in trade paperback. He's actually collected almost all of the issues in single issue form. He's watched all of the shows. And uh, but he he's uh, we're we are trying to figure out when to get a hold of him. He's a slippery guy. So we may end up doing a much larger Walking Dead segment, but we will kind of talk about what what it means for that uh, comic to come to an end. And then finally, uh, the last thing is, again, a blast from the past that I think everyone's going to enjoy. I know we always enjoy it, but uh, we'll let that that lay until we get there. So (laughs) let's start with our Spider-Man Far From Home review. Chris, actually... Before I do that, yeah. Do you have fifteen million dollars that I can borrow? I mean, I'm, my my credit's not that bad, but it's not <laughs> that good either. I mean, you just got a car, right? So, I mean, try to keep it low, but all right. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, you're good. You you come to Casa Chris, you got our markers, man. We'll we'll front you the money. Yeah, you keep people keep asking me if I'm back, thinking I'm back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. I know what it means, but, I, you know, I don't know how it fits into this. But uh, There is a John Wick comic. There is a John Wick comic. That's correct. Um, 
But the reason I ask if you have fifteen million dollars is because we are we are a scant fifteen million away from Avengers oh. Endgame being the number one movie worldwide box office. We've got a bit of a money report going on. So you know, you said this off air, not a bad idea. Right. Why doesn't Fags just dip into those pockets, those Disney I mean, pockets? Stop doing cocaine for one day, maybe? <laughs> What's the burn rate on that? These, these, come on, man. You know that Jack Kirby and Stan Lee went through a couple of bundles. Oh, yeah, man. The 70s and 60s? Yeah, Hell yeah. In New York? Come on. Dominicanos <laughs> right around the corner? You got to. Yeah. Uh, they're close. They're very close. And uh, I went, you know, we put up that poll a while back. Most of the listeners, uh, I think it was like 70% of the listeners thought, yeah, they're going to hit it. And I thought they were going to hit it for sure. And then it's like, it, it's like, it doesn't, you know, who knows? But it's close. And the thing is, it's only been about two and a half months since it released. Avatar was out for nine months before it got to the total it got to. Oh, okay. So ratio-wise, they're already... Way I ahead. Mean, yeah, they've got it in the yeah. bag. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't know how they figure this stuff out. It's a Spurs it seems, fourth quarter is what it is. It seems like there's a lot of pressure for them to get it in as soon as possible. I don't know. <laughs> like a virgin in high school. They're like, they're like, yeah, they're like a high school kid. It's like a high school he... virgin watching the Spurs fourth quarter performance. Wow, that's a lot. That's probably too much for that, any. Yeah, yeah, I need to back that up. That's a. Uh, for one analogy to handle. That's a lot. Whoa, a lot's going shit. on. Is Godzilla here? What's, what's happening? <laughs> um, Spider-Man Far From Home. The best Spider-Man live-action film? Question mark? Maybe. Let's talk about it. Uh, Chris, as always, we do our yeah. flashback uh, yeah. segment. Flashback. Flash! Ironically, a character in this universe, in these <laughs> Is movies. Is Mother not here? Flash Thompson, where are his parents? Hashtag, <laughs> where are Flash's parents? <laughs> Someone find this young man's parents. They're probably at Arby's, and nobody wants to go to Arby's to wow. look them. Wow. Wow. They that's, got the meats, though. This, Proud sponsor of this podcast. It's, <laughs> um, Flash versus Spider-Man Far From Home. I was going to do, like, an actual Flash Thompson, since it is Flash versus. Oh, right. Uh-huh. But, like, honestly, he's not in it a whole lot. I would he's have just... to get racked in the balls, like, a hundred times to get through, like, at least I mean, is that, I mean, spoiler, but is that the Excelsior moment of the film? <laughs> <laughs> just Flash getting nut-jobbed. <laughs> it's worth the price of admission, everybody. Um. By the way, again, we are going to spoil stuff with our reviews. It's, we gave you a week. It's been a week. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, stop here. Go see the movie. It's very good. Come back. Join us. Have your thoughts. Send us your thoughts. That's how it rolls. That's how it goes. Flashback Flash versus Chris. What? This is going to make no sense. Yeah, yeah hit me with what, it. What is Spider-Man Far From Home in terms of best location where they went to? Oh, snap. Yeah. Huh. Best location. And who would have enjoyed that location the most? Which character? Um, hmm. Oh, and who would have enjoyed it the most? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. Uh, mm-hmm. Maria Hill really dug Estoco, Mexico. 
Uh, she liked that a whole lot. That was the first location we opened up there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just nice. It's nice and laid back. Easy time to go. Michelin star restaurants right around the corner. Who knew? Um, let me see. Venice. Who enjoyed Venice the most? I'm going to say uh, Brad, because that's when he had most of a chance with MJ. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was kind of sneaking off. It was right after the flight, you know, sharing them, sharing them headphones, watching a movie, either funny or depressing. Um, so, yeah, Brad, might might do Brad. Shout out to this asshat. He probably had a good time in Venice. Uh, Prague. Oh, my boy Ned. My boy Ned up there with the, what's, what's with his name? lady. Yeah. Yeah, just like, name me the night monkey. Just creating lore out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, night monkey. God, I can't wait to get into night monkey. Oh, night monkey. So strong. London is the next one, right? Or is, are we going Berlin first? Uh, Berlin, nobody could... liked Berlin. Uh, Peter definitely didn't like Berlin. He liked Amsterdam. He liked, uh, or yeah. the Netherlands, wherever he was. Yeah. Uh, London has to be MJ. MJ liked London more than the yeah. more than the web slinging ride she took in the in the end of the film in uh, New York uh, or in uh, <laughs> yeah she's in New York um, yeah you know she also got that sweet souvenir the mace from London yeah the fucking mace the <laughs> and the broken the, black dahlia what was it like the queens what did they call that like the, the crown jewels the crown jewels she took the crown jewels mace like that's <laughs> How valuable is that? Also, how did she get... I bet she got back home with them, but I'm just wondering, like, how? How were they... Maybe, maybe she just gave it to Peter. Yeah, more. not more than two security guards there? Yeah. All right. All right, man. Well, fantastic recap, as always. That doesn't make any sense unless you've seen it, but that's why we told you to see the movie before you kept listening. So, there you go. All right, let's jump into our next segment. That's the Excelsior segment. Excelsior! Oh, my you know, I gotta say, this is really this is this is real stuff, real honest uh-huh, here. Uh-huh. Every time I hear Stan's voice, my heart like skips. He's having so much fun in that clip too. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just have to do it one more time for my boy Stan. Exhausted. Oh. Just everyone clapping. Yep. You know, that's exactly how it was when he came to Alamo uh, City Comic Con the first year, especially. Um, and I remember they got him to, to do, like, a chant, and he was like, go, Spurs, go. Oh, shit. Go, Spurs, go. And it was chills. Chills. <laughs> Man, that's everything I love in, like, one sentence. <laughs> um, yeah, good times, good times. Excelsior, favorite segment of the movie, most outstanding memorable aspect of the film. Can be narrative, character, set piece, etc. Chris, I'll give you the honors this time. What was your Excelsior moment? Oh, Spider-Man. man. Uh, there's a lot of good shit going on here. I think I'm gonna give you the the like the. I think I already know yours. So I think I'm gonna give it to you. But uh, okay. I really like the part where Peter's in. He just landed in Berlin. Almost literally, he kind of uh, slings down off of something off the train probably, and he he lands. He goes, uh, Miss, excuse me, and she goes, Oh, knock knock monkey, and she runs away. Like, yeah. The callback to Night Monkey that quickly. <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh, <laughs> Night Monkey, like. I love like, it a lot. Dark Horse MVP for this film. Yeah. Like, they really, <laughs> if they haven't released a Night Monkey, and I don't think they have, I got to get in touch with some of my figure guys, right? I got some figure heads out there. Yeah. 
uh, friends of mine. I gotta see if they've made a Night Monkey figure. I think they just made like a stealth suit Spider-Man figure, but not. Right, I've seen a pop vinyl called uh, the Stealth Suit Spider-Man, yeah. but not Night Monkey. They've really dropped the ball. If yeah. that is the case, they. I mean, you're literally throwing money away. Because that's amazing. <laughs> It gets repeated, okay. like, uh, I guess also in Amsterdam, right? Or she, I keep saying Amsterdam. It gets repeated again in the Netherlands uh, when he's in the jail and the cop's on the phone to his girlfriend, probably. Yeah, yeah, and, he's like, yeah, yeah, night yeah, monkey. Yeah, night, night monkey. monkey. <laughs> um, so good. It's so good. Uh, uh, it's stuff like that that really, they just they just have this whole universe and character down so well this time. Definitely. Uh it makes you really wonder, like, what they were doing with the Amazing Spider-Man films. Like, oh. It's just so... Like, it's okay to have a different take, but, like, just in comparison, it's just so wrong compared to <laughs> to something that is so right. Okay, so my thing, and thank you for letting me have this, but, yeah. uh, you know, I teased this before. Uh, the single greatest comic book adaptation scene in any comic book movie is in this movie and that's uh when when uh peter goes up against mysterio for the first time um where they're where they're actually tete-a-tete when they're fighting it is everything about that sequence is ripped from the pages of the comic book uh he's using his illusion tech he's using um the uh, the drones he's using everything in his Mysterio that is is using everything at his disposal to disorient Peter uh, in a way that is fantastic it's big it's ridiculous it's just like the video games like the the, the PS3 mm. Spider-Man video games uh, you fight Mysterio in those and it's very reminiscent of that huh um it's it's something that they could have done with Scarecrow in Batman if they really wanted to. They oh could right, have leaned in, could have leaned into it that way too. This this is you know Marvel and Sony took that concept and just amped it up by like a hundred. It's it's so good. Uh, there's literally a sequence where we see multiple Mysterios kind of marching and he's sort of pressing upon Peter that you know that you're not good enough. That is literally ripped from the comic. <laughs> uh, there's there's a, there's moments where Spider-Man has fought Mysterio and Mysterio has created this illusion where there's just an army of Mysterios marching down on him. Um, the, well, that's not even to mention the fucking amazing Sam Raimi-inspired Iron Man cameo. Oh, good God. That he's nightmare fuel. <laughs> straight up nightmare fuel and is chilling and horrific and perfect um yeah if you if you all can't tell really impressed with this whole <laughs> sequence it's it's so good but, you know i was just telling brian earlier today that my favorite comic book sequence i think so far in a movie was uh quicksilver in x-men days of future past uh-huh um, like as a he, like as a standalone Hallmark scene kind of or sequence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like where he he slows down time for the first time and you hear Jim Croce's "Time in a Bottle." If I could have time in a bottle. Yeah, it's so it's really good. It's that holds up. It's really good. It, again, just sort of uh, emphasizing here how dumb it was to take Quicksilver out of the film. 
Yeah. In yeah. Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Um, Oof. He's in there for 90 seconds, though. Oof. Yeah, he is. Uh, so tough, tough look for our guy. What did you say last time? Like Space Hog? Might have been nice to have that playing underneath it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. What a, what a rad choice. Okay. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody, for that. <laughs> that was... Ugh, real sorry, but... Yeah, not, not wrong. Uh, you know what I'm not disappointed in is in that is that scene with Mysterio though. Jeez, yeah. like I'm talking about it now, and I just want to see it again. I know whenever the Blu-ray or whatever comes out, I'm gonna hit that scene right away. I'm just gonna watch it over yeah. and over and over and over and over. At, it's so good. Uh, at some point, like directly after watching that on the ride home, probably I was like, hmm, a lot of that, a lot of this movie was kind of was like, uh, especially in the action sequences, was just an animated movie. Uh, which right. is fine because at this point, MCU films have like have that pitch perfect, have so nailed like the visual look. Have it's so ingrained in what they do that you don't you don't mind that it's all animated. It doesn't pull you out of it. It doesn't right. pull you out right, of right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. We finally got there, I guess. And it's not even that it looks that good. It does look good, but it's 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 not that it's just so so good that it tricks your mind. It's just like you said, it's that their aesthetic is established and yeah. it feels. It feels genuine. And every 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 now and again, like uh, Peter would punch a wall, and it would show the wall. I guess a little bit crumbling. Yeah. Or uh, you know, it would show Mysterio, or I guess uh, Quentin Beck, kind of like arms folded, admonishing him, and like just mm-hmm. little little touches here and there of like, you know, this is the reality behind the illusion. That was really really cool to see. Yeah, they did a really great job. I'm sure they spent a tremendous amount of time on that scene specifically. Uh, I mean, in kudos. Because they just they fucking killed it, man. It is it is the best action, definitely the best Spider-Man action sequence I've ever seen. Yep. And I mean, you could argue it's the best like comic book fight that mm. exists. It's just it's just so accurate to what you know. Endgame, the the last fight in Endgame felt real, like a real crossover comic book fight. Right. But. uh I don't know. This just felt so authentic to like what what when you think of a comic book fight between a hero and a villain, that Spider-Man Mysterio fight is, it's. I mean, to me, it just sets the bar. It really sure. just is the bar now. Uh, okay, so since I since I just went on for so long, I'm gonna give you give me another <laughs> one. I know you gave me Night Monkey. What, what's another Excelsior moment for you? There's a lot in this film. There is a lot. Um, hmm. I'm gonna have to say. Uh, I guess the overall like. Um, ease that they have for training these characters i don't know if that's kind of that's kind of a nebulous category but uh yeah these people are the characters it's it's effortless tom holland is definitely peter parker mj is definitely portrayed exactly well by zendaya it's you don't you don't for a second question or have the you know uh suspension of disbelief taken away from you that they're acting it's just effortless if, yeah, again, and I, I know I just used this word earlier, but it's so genuine. It feels so authentic. Yeah. Uh, I know we talked off air. There's a scene when Peter meets MJ at the hotel after they've defeated, after he's defeated the last elemental. And, you know, like he's like, everyone's safe now. We can go do something. And, you know, everyone's like, no, 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 we're flying back. Like, this this is like a world crisis. Right. Principal wants <laughs> he's us back. Like, and he's like, well, I just want to I just want to do something fun. And, you know, while we're here and he convinces them, he asks them to go and she they do this like playful thing back and forth. And that whole little bit of dialogue between the two of them is is so filled with like this emotion and this awkwardness 
but it's not like an off-putting awkwardness. It's like a very endearing awkwardness that uh, that usually only teenagers can muster. Yeah. And it it just feels so right. It's just really nice to see. You know, Tom Holland said something about he would he wants to play this he wants to play this character until he can't walk. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, and there's talking about them making nine Spider-Man movies or whatever. Good God. I mean, I'm I'm here for it entirely even if i'm the only one watching them at that point but he's he so embodies the character of peter parker it it it's amazing it's amazing that because i remember we were talking about this like when it was up for who was gonna be spider-man uh-huh. there was a bunch of different i remember asha butterfield was was up for it to get the kid from ender's game and he oh, was right. like he was like way up there and uh, and then like who was this Tom Holly? Nobody really knew who he was. God, he's so good. He's so good. <laughs> it's ah, we're just we're so fortunate to have him for this because he's so good. He's so genuinely enthusiastic about it. Right. Like I mean, he should be because he's getting paid millions and millions of dollars, <laughs> and you know. But he really seems to love this and love the doing being this character. Yeah. I really hope he maintains that optimism as, you know, as the films keep coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, smash <laughs> mouth. Um, all right. This is going to be a shorter segment, I think. I've definitely got one in the chamber, though. Uh, a couple, Maybe a couple of things we could talk about. But let's go on to the Bizarro segment. Look, it am our most famous superhero. Yes, it be Bizarro number one. It it me. It it me. Bizarro number one. <laughs> okay. Well, I will, I'm will. i going to go first because I just need to get this off my chest. Sounds um, like it, man. Absolutely. This is the only thing I really don't like about the film. This is the, the only thing I can equivocally say with no hesitation, with no... Um, Uh-oh. With, with no need oh, no. to... Um, what's the word I'm looking for there? With no... I don't need to. I don't even beat need around to the bush. Myself. You don't need, I don't need to, to beat around the bush. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, um, chaos theory. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> JB Smooth should not be in this film. Oh no! Look, I have no actual problem with the human being JB Smooth, <laughs> but JB Smooth, the actor in this movie, should not exist, and more so. Uh, you know, we were talking about this the other day, and you really brought it to light. Uh-huh. And once you brought that to light, now it's headcanon, and it hurts me a little. Oh, the MVP because, movie? Well, yeah, the MVP because he's not in it. <laughs> and and then you know how much better this movie could have been. And it's already a really good movie. Hannibal Burris would have crushed every scene that J.P. Smooth has managed to find his way in on this film. Every line, every, yeah. like, just, if for some reason, uh, you know, you haven't seen the movie and yet you're listening to this part of the podcast, good for you. When you go see the movie, just substitute Hannibal Burris in the way that a Hannibal Burris would deliver a line for all of J.B. Smooth lines, and you will have a better experience. Yeah, instead um, of, like, um, how about the third shift? I'm going to take Ambien. Instead of that, imagine him saying, yeah, I just took an Ambien. And then walking directly to his seat. And it's just walking. Yep. Yeah. Just like, or like when they're on the bus at the end. Uh, oh, no. Oh, the witch is the back. Uh, 
Yeah, so what is ah? Oh, what is that? As it's a man like of science, a, I can say this is witches. It's like he was in a different movie, man. <laughs> it oh god, it really bothered me. It really and on the second viewing, it really, really bothered me. It sticks out even more. Yeah. Um, it's it is the oh, this is gonna sound mean. This I was about to say it's the Macy Gray. Spider-Man, <laughs> Only in. I look, try to say goodbye against, and I choke. Nothing against Miss Gray, but that scene sticks out. I knew it was going to stick out when I saw it the first time when the movie came out in 2002. I was like, why is this in this movie? I try to and walk she away paid and I them money. What happened here? This is going to feel weird later. And I was not wrong. It does feel weird. That's a weird thing in that movie. Um,. But J.B. Smooth in this film just is going to feel worse and worse every time I see it, I think. And then, you know, just the idea that it could have been Hannibal Burst instead. Yeah. Man. And you know what? You know what? You know what? I think I don't I don't even think it's I don't even think it's Sony's fault. I don't think it's Marvel's fault. I don't think it's Fag's fault. I kind of feel like it's probably Hannibal Burst's fault. He probably got really high or something. And they like tried to call him to like, you know, (laughs) hey, man, we want you back. And he was just high, and he passed out, and, right. he didn't, and he checked his message. He's like, oh, man. It's like, what is that spotted dude? Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well. He thought it was and Eric then, like, Andre on the other line. Yeah. Like, he just, and then he just kind of forgot about it. I, I, like, I wouldn't doubt that that wouldn't have happened. Like, maybe. Like, that could happen for Mr. Burris. Whack. For sure. Whack. Yeah. Whack. The mean man himself. <laughs> He's got this solid meme. People use that meme all the time. That's how good Hannibal Burris is. JB Smith don't got a damn meme. <laughs> he's like, uh, it's just he's acting like he's in a completely different film. That's what's, that's what bothers me so much. It's just totally, it's so off. Everything he does is so cartoonish and off. All right, got it off my chest. Everything else, sure, is man, amazing. Yeah, sounds what, like it sounds like, it sounds like JB Smith has to hands though. Uh, he might. I mean, if, if I bump into him, I can't tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, I'm not held responsible. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. I hope he played with his son a lot. hope he played catch with his son. Because <laughs> he's going to catch these hands. Oh, my God. All right. What's your bizarre, what's your bizarre moment? Oh, my bizarre moment. Um... There was some something that felt off about the beginning a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't really put my finger on it. it so I kind of have like a bizarre moment A, bizarre moment B, maybe. Maybe that's kind of going to explain what kind of felt off for me. So the exposition that we get at the beginning, like right after uh, the sequence in Mexico, the cold open, I think, um, mm-hmm. we get like the Marvel Studios. Uh, the memoriam. Thing. Yeah, memoriam stuff. And just goes directly into the, like student news stuff, and that's kind of like a like yeah I think you were saying like a download of like all the shit that happened if you're not paying attention in, in the first five minutes. Holy of the movie. hell! Holy hell! <laughs> Holy hell! If you went to get some popcorn or something and yeah. you, and you just missed the Jesus. Maybe this it's is kind of like a meta commentary because uh, the Spider-Man movie, a standalone Spider-Man movie, has to be the connective tissue and carry the weight of the entire MCU after Endgame. Uh, maybe that's kind of what feels off a little bit that we get just this peak of what happened to everybody uh, when they came mm-hmm. back. Like Aunt May says that um, you know she blipped back into her apartment and the people who are living there now thought that she was the mistress or something. Um, right. 
that was like I want more of that shit. That's like inform- that's like real shit. Uh, I'm I'm really invested in these characters. I want to know how were they okay when they came back. Um, it's kind of cool you that we, we did get to see the band kind of like interrupt a basketball game. <laughs> that's it's really funny. It's a great that's a great. Bit. They've done such a good know, job of, exta- of of kind of establishing like these people were gone now they're back. I want to know what happens next. Right. You know this. We've brought this up before. The the Marvel used to do these things like on the Blu-ray releases and stuff where they had these Marvel mm. one shots. Yeah. Right? These like little short interludes that kind of gave you a peek at different things in the Marvel universe. This feels like a perfect moment where they could have done a cool, separate, like, 12-minute thing. Oh, for sure. Uh, that would have been really nice. And I don't know how or where you would put that or how you would get it out to people. But, like, that would have been... They should bring those back, first of all, just because they're great. Um, but this is a perfect example of where that would have fit in really well. Yeah. Yeah, again, like, um, it's, it's a Spider-Man movie, but it's the next one right after Endgame. We want the answers, kind of. We want the, the, the people in the helicopter come back and we're still up there in the sky. Is that what happened? Um, right. Anyway, the second part was that the score, um, I guess musically, it was all right. It wasn't bad. It didn't stand out for any bad reasons. It's just I didn't hear the Spider-Man theme, the iconic mm. theme that everybody knows by heart, that all kids <laughs> are, like, born knowing. We didn't, we didn't hear that at yeah. all in this movie. Yeah, that is weird. They did have a really great soundtrack. It wasn't the score so much, but the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack's fine, yeah. I, like, I definitely like the inclusion of like music that you would hear normally in these situations. But yeah. the score itself, like, um, I think Mysterio had a nice, really uh, kind of like a light motif going on. Like, whenever mm-hmm. he appeared with his powers and shit, it, like, felt, and the music swelled appropriately. And you can kind of, it, it happened again. Um, when he, you know, was fighting an elemental. So I was like, oh, okay, so they meant to do that. That's that's really cool. I like that a lot. Where's Spider-Man's mm-hmm. theme? Yeah. It, you know, it's almost like I wonder if they think it's pet, like, uh, what's that word? Uh, passe? Uh, passe? Yeah. Or just Maybe. like... Huh. Yeah, like a, just like a little overdone. I, I don't, I'm not agreeing with that, but I'm wondering if that's what they think, if that's what, like... There was a Sony or whoever. Right. There was sort of a stand in. Like, he kind of got like something that sounded a little bit like the Avengers theme, but not really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It did, the music did kind of like stir up for him, too, but not in the ways I was expecting. Maybe that kind of also. I mean, I like the movie overall as a whole. I definitely liked it a whole lot. I, like, I love Mysterio. He, I think he, his take, the take they did on this character was really, really good and inspired. Kind of meta, too. But like a little, you know, things that are off here and there, kind of like. Um, we talked about the characters being so grounded and so genuine. If, if something's off with that much kind of genuineness going on, it kind of stands out for me. Right. It's almost like everything else is is so spectacular yeah. and, and well done that like any little, you know, any Starbucks, it's, it's any Starbucks cup on set is gonna sh- really show up. <laughs> By the way, if anyone wants to see like what a real season maybe slash series finale Uh-oh. looks like watch oh, stranger no. things three um god it's like benioff and weiss really should have taken some notes <laughs> from the duff from the duffers yeah Please. man like it's it's really good it's really good and i think there is going to be a fourth and maybe a fifth season they could also definitely just do it like a spinoff but <laughs> if they just ended it here it's it's solid it's really good. It's yeah. It was really really good. Um, okay, so that was a bit sidetracked. Uh, so yeah, but so, I, 
Yeah, Bizarro. Anything else? I'm trying to think other than JB Smooth. He's he haunts my dreams. So uh, yeah, but don't blame me. Ah, Jesus, man. Even his like physical movements were like too cartoonish. <laughs> bathroom, bathroom. What's the bathroom? What, and he, what and is he, he a high doing? step runs to the bathroom. Yeah, he does the high step run. <laughs> I literally remember thinking, I, I might have said it out loud, what the fuck? What is he doing? <laughs> what? It's so out of place. He just was trying to bring it back to the Looney Tunes circa 1940, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's great. That's what the film needed. <laughs> you know what, though? Maybe that's on John Watts, man. Maybe that's... Because he's the director. Maybe yeah. it's on him. You know, who's, he's, he's... By the way, I feel like he's got a really good grasp on, on this story. But, like, you know, the buck stops with him, I think. Unless J.B. Smooth's got some, like, blackmail photos or something. You know, I don't Maybe he's just know. that sort of personality on set. Maybe he's like a Tracy Morgan. who's like, just let him do what he wants to do, man. It's all gold. Yeah. Like, we can't do 150 takes. So <laughs> just let it go. Maybe. Maybe. Um, all right. Let's move on to our next segment that, of course, is... Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, Peter. Did get the Peter tingle? Is Peter tingle going on? You can't dodge a banana? Uh, hey, everyone. Best new character, object, location presented in the film. So, Chris, uh, who, who, what was your hey, everyone, for, uh, for Spider-Man Far From Home? Hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to have to say uh, Edith. Mm. Um, even dead, I'm the hero. This is the technology <laughs> that Tony gave to Peter uh, posthumously. Yeah. Uh, which meant that it must have been around before he died. It, so probably during Endgame, probably during the battle. Are you wondering like end? where was the technology? Where was he? So I think this is what I'm thinking happened is that maybe the satellites and stuff weren't online yet. Mm. Like maybe he had the like AI protocol set up. Uh-huh. But but the like satellite system, the, the defense mechanism, and all of all of that stuff uh, was was still in development. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe there's a whole bunch of like radiation stuff going off from the the time travel stuff that you couldn't get the signal out to space or something. So, okay, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That works. But I, I like the concept. Uh, it kind of it is maybe a plot hole and maybe retcons a little bit. Like. Uh, the whole point of Civil War is like Tony was like, we should be regulated. But then he has this one thing that like can do anything you want. Really. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, well, but you did see shield was still encrypted. That's true. Yeah. Like, so maybe it was within conjunction with the government somehow. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But, I, uh, I like that. It's a concept. Yeah. The glasses uh, were nice. The glasses look great. Uh, let's talk about those glasses, actually. Uh, when yeah. when Mr. Jake Gyllenhaal, Quentin Beck... No. I'm Mysterio. He's, <laughs> he's Mysterio. <laughs> what a great moment. John Gyllenhaal is just a fucking gem in this. Uh, <laughs> when he puts the glasses on, and it's just... You, the camera kind of kind of hangs on him for just a second. And you get just a touch mm. of that Tony Stark feel. Yep. Ah, uh, so good. Did so, you get a Peter Tingle? I mean, maybe. Don't call it. <laughs> don't call it a tingle, please. Um, yeah, just that. That looked great. I, you know, I'm surprised you didn't say Mysterio. 
Uh, he, I mean, this, I'm this is leaving some of the crunchy stuff for you there. Yeah, I think I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal fucking crushes it in this. He's great. He's great when he's pretending to be the hero and kind of Peter's friend. You actually kind of feel like, it, when I watched it the second time, you kind of get the sense that he does actually kind of admire Peter. Yeah, when there's he, when, empathy going on when, there. When he tells him, you know, don't ever apologize for being the smartest person in the room, he, it's because he genuinely thinks a lot of Peter Parker. Yeah. Like, that's real. He's really upset that he, in his mind, is now in a situation where he has to kill Peter because I don't think he really didn't want to have to do that. Right, you he know? won. He got the glasses. He got Edith. Right. That was his whole goal, you know. So... That's interesting. It's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal does really great. I honestly hope I, you know, Mysterio is a very tricky character, especially in the comics where mm. this is a thing. Uh, he dies a lot. He's not really dead because in the comics he's like this master of illusion, right? So, uh-huh. uh, now granted, uh, Peter did ask Edith, you know, basically like, is this real? Is this real? Ah, is this real? Like, you know, his voice kind of cracked a little in that line. I mean, shout out to Peter. He was a beaten bloody at that point. I mean, he's doing a lot. Like, he's, he's, he's had to do a lot. You know, he's doing a lot better than Mike in Stranger Things, let me tell you. God, this but fucking guy. Again, I just... Elle can do so much better. She could get a Peter <laughs> Parker. She would be way better off. What is Mike doing? Um... Mike Wheeler, step your game up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> to step it up. Used to be a chill hang. Now kind of a tough hang. Dude, I mean, not even kind of. I would say just an honest tough hang. Just a tough, <laughs> just a chewy tough hang. Um, uh, Mysterio. Jake Gyllenhaal. So you brought up an interesting point about like him dying and coming back a lot. I hope he's not uh, dead. Could we see him do like a... And you also mentioned Scarecrow earlier. Could mm-hmm. we see him do that sort of vibe in this... Next going, or I guess Spider-Man four or three and four and five and six and seven or whatever, like because Scarecrow was always in the Dark Knight series. He was just like you know he started the action maybe. Uh, he kind of played a bit part in the third one. Mm-hmm. Do we see Mysterio come back like that? That'd be kind of cool, I think. Right, where he's not a central character, but he's still up to stuff. Right, doing uh, shit. Doing yeah. Uh, I oh should. fuck, dude! If if Loki's kind of going off to the streaming site or whatever, is he the new Loki? He could be. He could be real mischievous. You know, not only that. Okay, oof. All right. Okay, so this technically kind of goes into the what if segment. Uh-huh. I'm just going to touch on it real quick, and then we'll talk more about it. Right. So the director, John Watts, talks about wanting Craven the Hunter to be the villain for the fourth or for the third Spider-Man film, which is fine. That would be great. We haven't seen him yet in a film form. He's a really good character. If you do Craven's Last Hunt, that's a really epic spider-man story i don't i don't know if they have the guts to do that story on a movie but whatever <laughs> but here's the thing the craven craven often in the comics uses hallucinogenic like potions and shit and like uh, hmm. he makes things that that cause peter to sort of lose his senses a lot of times what if it turns out that that is what craven does like in the next film but at the end of the film turns out that the Mysterio, the Beck, has been helping him oh. to, to create this illusion of whatever the thing that he's doing. 
Um, that would be really huh. cool, and that would be like an unseen twist that you know, because you'd be all like, "Oh shit, he's not dead!" Oh, like you know, like that would be really cool. Anyway, we'll get to more in that in, my, in the what if because I'll talk more about Craven. Um, mm. Jake Gyllenhaal, a really good, uh, obviously a really good actor outside of the MCU, fit into this MCU universe so well, like a glove, if you will. Uh, don't want him to be dead because I, I want to see more of him. I really do. I want more Jake Gyllenhaal in 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 this universe. I hope this isn't it. It's kind of like the the Michael B. Jordan thing. Oh right, yeah. You know, like they're so good. You don't. You just want more. All right, man. Uh, let's move on to our last segment. What if? Okay, low key. I look uh-huh. forward to doing these podcast episodes <laughs> with movie reviews because I just want to hear that song. <laughs> it's a real banger, man. It's like Dennis, a second and a half. It's all right. Uh, yeah, but it's like it's like that Billie Eilish song. It just it just reverberates in my uh, head forever. It's just it's just fucking everywhere <laughs> on every radio station, regardless of format. Hey, she's a bad guy. Duh. Okay. Uh, uh... She's a bad guy. Is she even singing? She, uh, man, she's, she's talking. She's vocalizing. It's a catchy song, man. It's, it's catchy. Um, yeah. Okay, so what if? And so uh, is herpes. Where do, where do we? Where do we see the franchise character going next? Who uh, can be in a larger universe or just potential sequel things like that? Chris, mm. I've already kind of hinted at what I'm going to talk about. What do, what do you? What if? What's the what if for you? All right. What if? What if Mysterio comes back, like, immediately? Like, uh-huh. Spider-Man 3, first frame, like I'm talking about, mm-hmm. is Mysterio. It opens up, and he's kind of, like, freaked out. Himself. He's wondering, like, what's going on? He kind of, like, looks around. He doesn't have the suit on. He doesn't have the mocap suit. He doesn't have his armor on. It's just him and his PJs. And he looks down, all of a sudden, at his chest, and there's a glowing tube coming out from it. And he just follows the glowing tube of white kind of blue looking water light type thing. Oh my god damn it dude. <laughs> and he's Donnie Darko the whole time. Donnie Darko. Uh, what a I, fuck ass. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you've Donnie Darkoed something before. <laughs> Why do I think that? I really feel I like have. you have. It's just in the future. Oh my god. There's no mm, time is not linear. Um <laughs> He he, he 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 talked to Grandma Death. He studied the the book. He knows what to do now. He knows how to time travel. Mm-hmm. What a Mysterio can time travel. Ah oh, man, I mean, whatever gets us more Jake Gyllenhaal, I guess. I'm on board. I just ah oh, man, Donnie Darko. It's a weird movie. And then Tears of Fear start playing in the background. Hey man, Donnie Darko. That name sounds like a superhero's name. Who says he's yeah. not? Who says he's <laughs> not? <laughs> says um yeah what if what if we got a night monkey short like a short like a 10 minute short film mm, night monkey yeah yeah just other countries reporting on night monkey <laughs> I, I want it so bad i want all the night monkey content that i can get is it just a deal where peter's like all right fury you don't get spider-man but you get night monkey well, it would be interesting if, like, maybe maybe Peter gets back with Fury, and they're like, "All right, well, this Night Monkey thing is taking off, and we gotta keep your cover. So now you gotta yeah. Night Monkey it around for like a month." And 
Peter Parker's identity just been blown by uh, fucking Alex Jones and Jones. Yeah. J- J- oh yeah, let's talk. We gotta talk about that too. Holy hell! <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we do. The, so he has to turn to the Night Monkey identity. You know, that's actually interesting because in the comic, there's an identity crisis storyline for Spider-Man where he takes on the persona of four other characters. Huh. Because Spider-Man is viewed as such a menace. Wow. You know, now that I'm saying it out loud, we might see some more Night Monkeys. Where you at? We know you listen. Look, the people have spoken. They want more Night Monkey. (laughs) Everyone wants more Night Monkey. (laughs) It's easy to write that story. Now, especially now that you've blown Peter's cover. Man. What if Spider-Man 3 just starts in on a Night Monkey thing? (laughs) That'd be amazing. God, so good. Oh, I'm getting so excited already. <laughs> and he has bananas. Oh, God damn, dude. That's what his web shooters are. It's just bananas. Yeah, just he has bananas for some reason or somehow. God. Oh, I want it. He couldn't catch a banana. Oh, it's all interlinked. Cells interlinked, dude. It's amazing. Cells interlinked. They are so interlinked. All right. Uh, what if. What if Craven is the next villain? Uh, I think that's a good choice. We haven't seen that character yet. There's a lot you can do. I obviously I feel like they would change him a bit because he's a jungle man mm. in the comic with no shoes. Hmm. Um. I don't know, but he's a really interesting character. Very psychological. Uh, Half brother to the chameleon. So that would be a way to bring in the chameleon. Um, you could... Oh, man. You know what else they could do? Jesus. I'm What's just that? going all over the place now. Well, <laughs> we see, we saw the scrolls in the, on the teaser, and we'll talk about the two stingers in a second. Yeah. But so the chameleon's power in the comic book is that he can change his appearance to look like any other person and mimic okay. any other person, right? Kind of on the nose. What if... What if... The chameleon in this universe is actually a scroll, but it's like a bad scroll. He's like, he's like a villain. Scroll. No, 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 no. You gotta say it like the song. He's the bad scroll. Oh yeah, he's the bad scroll. <laughs> Duh. And and so he's doing like petty crime and shit, but he's pretending to be other people. But when when Craven gets wind of him. He thinks he's just a human that's really good at, like, mimicking other people. Oh, shit. So Craven doesn't even know he's a scroll. This in is fact, the cold open of Spider-Man in, 3? In fact, we don't know he's a scroll. We don't find out he's a scroll until the very end of the film when Alien oh, gets killed, and then it's revealed he's a scroll, and then Fury's like, oh, wait, what the fuck? This guy was a scroll? There's a bad scroll? And that's what kicks everything off? Oh, my God. Copyright. Combo characters. TM. Uh, circle July 9th, R. 2019. <laughs> uh, We're going to mail this podcast to ourselves. Some Freedom of Information it. Act to ourselves. <laughs> I know that's not how that works. Um, but seriously, right? Like, there it is. There that's it great. is. Yeah. Make Chameleon a scroll, but don't let us know that. Yeah. There it is. There it is. It's right there. And he's also related to Craven, so that's how you could bring him in. Uh, there it is. Um <laughs> So the the, so thought, easy. the thought is that they're going to do Craven's Last Hunt, which is a comic uh, a story in the Spider-Man comic where Craven beats Spider-Man, 
um, takes over his persona, becomes Spider-Man, buries Spider-Man alive to die. Oof. It's rough. Uh, and at the end, much like Kevin Durant after winning an NBA championship for the first time, <laughs> feels that there's nothing to accomplish and feels no joy <laughs> from his accomplishment. And Craven, uh, spoilers, kills himself in the comic because he feels like he's achieved everything. And he just and Alexander wept because there were no more lands to conquer? Yeah, I guess so. Um... Nice reference, though. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if they're going to pull that story in the movie. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's PG-13, so who knows? Probably not. Well, but, if uh, Mysterio's actually dead, then I guess why not kill another iconic Spider-Man villain? Yeah, I mean, Spidey does have a lot of great villains, but guys, don't just keep one-offing them, please. I mean, Vulture's still around. You know, Michael Keaton's kicking around somewhere. All right. Um, okay, let's talk about the singers. We don't really, we didn't put this in any of the segments, but we definitely need to talk about them. Uh, we get treated to the greatest cameo outside of Stan Lee of all time. Oh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. J.K. Simmons reprising his role. That's what I'm about to say. Is it the first time that we've had, like, because uh, Chris Evans kind of created the Evans list by doing another superhero, but. I mean that was. It's Has anyone studios? ever played the same? Yeah. Same character in a completely different universe. Yeah, I don't know. I think that might it's, be a first. For me, it was like, oh shit, when I saw him, and like, that's an amazing choice that they did that. But like, that's a weird choice too, kind of. It is weird, but I think it's you know it's also been seventeen years since the first Spider-Man movie came out, so he, yeah, seventeen years by the way. Just let yeah. that sink in. Seventeen uh-huh. years since that movie came out. Damn it, don't do this. Um, it's math. And there's nobody better on the planet Earth to play J. Jonah Jameson than J.K. Simmons. That's true. I mean, it'd be a hard press to kind of, like, recast him. Uh, I mean, he's still alive, I... and he can do it, <laughs> so. They did Alex Jones the shit out of him, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just, I fucking love that because, like, please, Alex Jones, please try and come to Disney. <laughs> oh, I want it. I want it. Please make that happen. God, do I want that more Night Monkey or Scroll Chameleon? I don't oh, know. To find JB Smooth in the street somewhere? Oh, man, probably that one. <laughs> like, if you gave me all four of those doors, I know which one I'm kicking down. Wow. Wow. Allegedly. allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> investigations, allegedly. Um, and then and then the, uh, the second stinger is the scroll reveal it turns yeah. out maria and nick fury are not who we thought they were and they were maybe in a bit over their heads <laughs> but old old bendo mendo mendel bendelson wow my guy my rogue one friend um Frenic? killing it as talus and uh reprising that role nice little surprise i love him i want all the bendo mendo as much as i can so <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. Um, you know, I li- I just liked that he was real sheepish about it. Was like, <laughs> How was I supposed to, to know? <laughs> she was like, "You're supposed to." You got to tell Fury. He's like, "Ah, well, uh, I, uh, we gave the kid the glasses." <laughs> <laughs> just, just a real. He's just having a good time. You know, just having a good time. It's nice to see he's still kicking around. You know, from the '90s. Yeah, still. Mm-hmm. 
people doing stuff? There was a bit of dialogue that they shared, like, uh, I think when the third act was kind of starting, where uh, Fury was saying to Hill, like, uh, and how was I supposed to know that Cree uh, sleeper cells were still active or something like that? Yeah. And I totally forgot about that, like, by the time, because at first I was like, huh, Cree? And uh, being a fan, being one of the four fans of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I was like, oh, yeah, we going to get any involvement here? But no, of course not. And I, me- I totally forgot about it by the time the stinger happened. So yeah. it kind of caught me off guard again. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I, it, that was great. I liked to see that. And and then I guess the stinger goes on to show Fury kind of like looking at a beach scene. I'm like, oh, shit, is he in the Tahiti program? Is he having his right. memories from like replaced and shit because he yeah. died? But no, no, it's just a screen. You just back to the future part two. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, man. So did you like the film? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. A little bit of kind of verisimilitude problems, maybe just just a tad, but uh, nothing that really detracted from my overall enjoyment of it. Yeah. Best Zero out of li- five stars. Wow. Best live action Spider-Man film. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is pretty good. Uh, oh. <laughs> my, my stomach literally turned. I felt a, like a tinge in my stomach, like a pinch. <laughs> I like how he got over Gwen's death really quickly. Uh, <laughs> oh. God damn it, dude. They fucked that up so bad. You could have just ended it there. And then in real time, we could have all been grieving. Wow. Mm. Uh. So if we're discounting Spider-Verse um, Right, I said live action Yeah, then It's up there, man I, I don't really see how You make a case against it So yeah, probably I, I liked Homecoming a lot Homecoming is great Yeah, it's really They just really have a good handle on the character mm-hmm. Here, and the tone And God, we didn't even talk about the little, like, nod to Iron Man when Peter's fucking around on the plane making the suit. Oh, shit, yeah. God, that was nice. Uh, That was nice. There's there's so many other moments that we didn't even talk about because there's just, there's a lot. There's a lot of really, really solid stuff in this film. I can't wait to see it again and again. I'm going to watch that uh, Mysterio sequence. Just so good. It's so good. All right. You know what's not so good? Uh-oh. Vertigo. Vertigo is not doing so well. In the <laughs> sense that it's dead. It's dead. That's not. That's how not good it is doing. Rip, though. Um, Vertigo started in 1993. It's an imprint of DC Comics. You mean tech? Oh, my God, dude. Um, <laughs> they did a lot of independent stuff. A lot of great stuff came out of Vertigo. Uh, we've got Preacher... Um, I think Hellblazer uh, off of the Vertigo, Sandman, Neil Gaiman, Sandman, um, uh, Viva Vendetta, mm-hmm. Vertigo. So a lot of a lot of really really great solid stuff. My boy York. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. I almost forgot about that. Yeah why? It's great. Um. But it's it's all it's all in it's all dust in the wind now. Uh, looks like DC's gonna reconfigure and they just want everything under one banner. And now they're doing something called DC Black and then DC and then I think there's another one I can't remember. What it, DC Family, something like that. <laughs> and seriously, it's like DC Kids or something. Just some bullshit. 
Wow. Um, so that sucks. But, uh, you know, as long as nerds keep uh, buying trade paperbacks and going to comic stores and adding to their comicsology or whatever, it's, you know, those titles will always be around and to be enjoyed. And I will tell you that, like, Preacher and Why the Last Man, especially, uh, anytime I meet somebody who isn't really a comic reader, those are my go-tos. Mm-hmm. I say, you want a good story? You want a story that's going to grab you and really make you feel some stuff? Here you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no joke. So. Yeah. I, I had to go buy a Bazinga, a local comic store. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of just a show of gratitude, buy a copy of Why the Last Man. Turns out it's like the last one they had in the back back issues. Yeah. And it, it, was, it, during it was amazing. It was amazing. sale? No, I didn't cash oh. in like that. Oh, no. Um, no, it was like a, when I just heard about it, like some, I guess, like Wednesday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's the cover of uh, Why the Last Man where it's uh, Ampersand. He's like dressed mm-hmm. up and he, is he holding a skull and he's doing the whole last Poe York kind of scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, real great little tribute there. Personal tribute to Vertigo. Shout out. Right. No, no joke. That is pretty uh, fitting. Uh, they did a lot of great stuff. Hopefully, um, some other creative minds will come together and, and bring something else, on, uh, maybe under a different imprint or different publisher. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not over until people stop creating things, I think. So, mm. you know, but rest, rep, rest in peace, Vertigo. You were fantastic. Um Maybe they can be like Undertaker and just keep unretiring somehow and <laughs> come back and just release more comics. That would be great. Is this the one time he lost at WrestleMania then? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, wait, so who's that make Brock Lesnar? Is Brock Lesnar like the, the fucking... The Brock, <laughs> Rob Liefeld would be Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, Those right. mass proportions are all off. Oh, man. It, yeah, it's like, it's like Rob Liefeld drew Brock Lesnar. <laughs> what happened suplex study bitch so jesse eisenberg is having a bad day uh-oh today literally today um apparently he was being interviewed by a guy by the name of josh horwitz and he was talking about justice league 2 as if it were like a future project that was gonna happen <laughs> and be a thing and uh, Mr. Horowitz was like uh yes I do see that that is on your IMDB page however <laughs> uh Wonder yeah, Brothers to inform you. <laughs> moved away from the DCEU and uh and yeah Jesse Eisenberg was taken aback by this <laughs> so I mean granted his role in the Justice League film is very very small he's yeah. barely in it at all the stinger, right? Mid credits. He's just in the stinger. Yeah, he's in the mid credits stinger, and uh, so I mean, I guess his League of Legion of Villains or whatever League of Villains uh, is just gonna stay on that yacht forever. You know that yacht's gonna be called the Jolly Rancher too, right? Oh, uh, now my stomach again, dude. Again, just feeding a grown man a Jolly uh, Rancher. Jesus, baby, burning it too. Baby burning an unwrapped Jolly Rancher into another man's <laughs> mouth. What is happening? Why are more people not talking about that? It is maybe the most terrific scene in the history of cinema. 
Argento, where are you? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you got nothing, nothing <laughs> on Zack Snyder. That scene literally... Like, J.B. Smooth haunts my dreams, but but that scene haunts my life. <laughs> and my dreams. It haunts both of them. Let's, oh God, let's move off of this. I'm Please. Shaking over here. Marvel's next big event, Marvel Publishing, that is, is absolute carnage because they were like, what was popular in 1993? Let's just <laughs> do that again, please. Uh, maximum of Carnage. Uh, maximum Carnage was the original <laughs> crossover event, big Spider Man mm-hmm. event. Uh, spawned a video game series. Uh, it was featured in a cartoon made Carnage uh, kind of a household name. People started kind of forgetting about Venom at that point. And, um, yeah. Kind of a big deal. Brian Michael Bendis famously killed off Carnage in the first issue of New Avengers. <laughs> he had the Sentry rip him in half in space. Wow. Just ripped him in half. Doing so, him dirty. Yeah. Um, don't really know how that got resolved, honestly, because it's been a while. But, uh, He's back. Carnage is back. And Cletus Cassidy's back. And that's going to be the big thing. And apparently this time Carnage wants to kill anyone that's ever had a symbiote with them or part of them ever. And yeah, if you follow Marvel Comics at all, that's a lot of people. The whole Like lot. a lot of people have had a symbiote of some sort at some point. And uh, so that's going to be really interesting. Apparently, uh, Donny Cates is the writer. He's the guy. He and uh, Stegman uh, is the artist. They, they did a really well-received run on Venom recently, and they're going to be the ones doing this. They apparently have a very specific vision where, where they want to take this story. It sounds very interesting. And Donny Cates, in an interview, um, sounded very convincing in in the in how grim he was as to where this story goes. Oh uh, yeah, like people will die. I th- but it, it felt like full of conviction, yeah. <laughs> and it is comic books, so you know who knows. But like, you know, it's got my interest. It's yeah, got, it's got my, money. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, but here's the thing, you know. I, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy like the whole thing. I'll probably miss one issue. <laughs> you know, and then when I and then when, floor, man. and then when I try to read it, you know, seven months later, when I've finally gotten to the thing to read, I'll be like, "Oh, cool! Here's issue one, two, three, five. Damn it! Ah, <laughs> uh, and then I'll just have to buy the trade. I'm gonna be so annoyed in seven months. Um, yeah, it looks good. We'll probably throw that uh, that little interview that was on that we saw on YouTube. Uh, maybe throw it on the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. What an okay yes. website. That's where it is. That's where it is. All right, man. Are you ready? Oh, no. Oh, snap. It's... Call me Cuba P. I'm the king of the rumpa When I play the maracas, I go cheek, 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 for some reason, that's the theme song. It's a game show, man. For the, for the game show <laughs> that we call "What Do You Do." And for those of you who are not familiar with this little game that we play, 
we wouldn't fault you because it's been a very long time since we've brought this little boy blue out <laughs> the world to see. What this is, is Chris and I will take turns naming very obscure comic book related characters. And then the other person has to guess, just with the name, what they can do power-wise and or maybe some of their background. Mm. And we famously always get these very, very wrong. We always lose, but everybody wins. (laughs) <laughs> because it's so ridiculous. Hashtag Colossal Kate. Um, she's one of the characters from Flash. And she had roller skates. And she could roller skate so fast she affected the time stream. What the fuck? Really? Colossal Kate. Like, how would that even work? Like, What? Mechanic- no. What? No. Don't the wheels don't spill that fast. All right, man. <laughs> do you want to go? For, you want to guess first, or do you want to give first? Uh, I think I want to give. Uh, All right. Yeah, uh, let you be the guesser. This. I'm gonna be the guesser. We each have three characters. We are awarded one point for getting it right. Sometimes we give each other half points for whatever reason. Most of the time, we get zero points. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Uh, just a character name, right? Just a character name is Mr. A. Mr. A. Oh, this is easy. It's me. I'm Mr. A. I'm Mr. Alfred. That's me. <laughs> I, um, I think one of Bianca's friends used to call me Mr. A or Mr. Alfred. Well, shit, man. Like I was a fucking hobbit. And, um, <laughs> Mr. You know, Frodo. That's, I mean, that's fine. Fine. Not mad at it. Uh, Mr. A. Jesus. Holy you want to know like, the era of when he was published? Sure. Would that help you a little bit? Um, sure. Thanks. Ni- 1960s. Let me give you a little, drop you a little bone there. All right. 1960s, Mr. A. Okay. I got it. Mr. Yeah. A stands for Mr. Action. Okay. And he's kind of like a $6 million man Ooh. type. Like he's got. Um, maybe some cybernetically enhanced parts. He's an adventurer, um, much in the vein of Johnny Quest, um, and or like a Hanna Barbera era cartoon. And um, he's got like that, you know, that stupid haircut that everyone had, uh, like the six million dollar man. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he wears a uh, maybe like a jumpsuit. Maybe oh, all right. a jumpsuit. And, uh, yeah, that's Mr. Action, Mr. A. Hmm. It's getting kind of thin for points here. Uh, let me give you try, uh, try to give you some wardrobe guesses. Any, anything else to what he's wearing? Uh, he definitely has an A on his chest. Okay. Um, it's kind of, Scott, kind of Nathaniel Hawthorne there, but all right. <laughs> I, yeah, it's a scarlet. It's a red letter A. <laughs> he gets, hey, man, what he does on his downtime, you can't judge. <laughs> you can't. Um... Uh, he he oh I got it he drives the A car, okay which is yeah. which is like a dune buggy but the bot it's an A frame dune buggy wow and it's uh, doing and, a lot and then he yeah and he goes on that thing ripping to those dunes uh all right locked in <laughs> locked in locking it <laughs> ooh 
Unfortunately, no points this go around. Uh, Mr. A is a fictional comic book hero created by Steve Ditko. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he is Rex Green, a newspaper reporter for the Daily Crusader. Uh, he kind of, um, he's really kind of an Anne Ryan type character. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> to put to, to fight crime, he puts on this placid looking mask and some white gloves that are made of steel. And he goes around just fucking people up. Uh, <laughs> he's like, shut up, crime. He starts fucking. Yeah, pretty much. He's like Daredevil, but you just have to fuck shit up. Wow. Uh, he, uh, uh, typically wearing suits with fedora hats, trying to give you that bone there. Uh, outfit is completely white. Um, no that origin seems... story for the character. Okay. I mean, that seems, that seems um, implausible to wear an all-white suit. Like, it just seems like problematic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, shout yeah. out to your dude, Moon Knight. I mean, that's true. Oh, that is true. What are you doing, Moon Knight? <laughs> but Moon Knight's crazy. He's literally nuts. Hey, Dracula! Like... No, you're yeah. in here, nerd. No, no, I'm not. What? It's my fucking no. money. No, what? <laughs> this is the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Didn't somebody uh, tell him that Spider-Man, that Dracula gave Spider-Man the money, and that Spider-Man <laughs> had the money, and then Moon Knight was like, where's my money? Spider-Man's yeah. like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Moon Knight, you're the best. Jesus Christ, we need to link those comics again. Those are so good. Those Moon Knights are so good. Yeah. All right, your first character. Uh-huh. Give it to me. character's name is... Crossfire! Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> I think I actually remember these commercials from the 80s. Uh, Crossfire is an object. He's a top that spins at very, very high speeds. And he can't act alone. He needs a psychic. He needs a either little boy or girl to kind of rip him into place. Let it rip. Shout out to all yeah. my little ones. Beyblade, before that, Crossfire, baby. Uh... <laughs> I think his origin story starts off. He was a he, he was a, a dad, kind of working, trying to support his one his family, nuclear family, just mm-hmm. a, do, a daughter and a wife back at home, and he ended up um, so late at night, so late at night that the top kept spinning, and it wouldn't stop. And oh, wrong wow. button. There we go. <laughs> he just became the top. The top hypnotized him so much that he started spinning <laughs> in place just just like it. And went out and fought crime. Michael Caine uh, tried to find him. Tried to help him out. Mom, Michael Caine. Gold, go into old men together. Yeah. Where is uh, where is Michael Caine? <laughs> Michael Caine. He was burning the forest down. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say that he is also has like um, horn rim glasses. He's kind of okay. has the male part, male pattern baldness going on, and his bottom half is the top. <laughs> okay. God, I love that design. Give yourself the the buzzer, please. There you go. Aww. Give it to actually give it to you twice. Give it to you twice. Oh Jesus! <laughs> That's how wrong you were. Um, <laughs> Crossfire, a Hawkeye villain. No. Okay, created specifically to battle Hawkeye. Uh, former CIA agent. Uh, this dude's name was last name was Cross. He was a CIA Cross. Uh-huh. That's wow. Uh, All right. Doing a lot. He, be- <laughs> he became a mercenary uh once uh after being dismissed from the CIA. Are you sure this isn't he- crossbones? No. And he uh he 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 uh ended up having many enemies, 
some of which tried to blow him up in his office. So even as a as a villain, he had an office apparently. That's that's uh, uh, he's yeah he loves bureaucracy. Yeah, he loves it. Uh, they blew up half his face, so he got bionic implants in his left eye and left ear. That shoot fire? That help him to aim at stuff. Uh, and hear where things are, uh, I guess. Even Hawkeye's are lame. <laughs> yeah, it's like everything he touches is just, <laughs> just no good. All right, second character for me, please. I wasn't that far off. Um, I mean... <laughs> I'm gonna give you this guy's this guy's character name and not his hero name. I'm kind of kind of controversy already. I know, uh, but I think the hero name is so on the nose that you're gonna get it off right off the bat. I'm gonna give you his and and Marvel database has his uh, regular person name uh, before his hero name anyway. So Manuel Eloganto. Manuel, what's the last name again? Eloganto. Like he's elegant. Right. Um, all right. He is. He is. The Sancho. Ooh. He, uh, his ability is that he emits <laughs> male pheromones <laughs> that ensnare and entrap any human being, male or female. Uh-huh. And. Uh, sort of almost like a poison ivy thing where he uh, he can he can bend people to his will to his Ooh. to his whim to his whimsy and he has and he also has boots with the cuffs on them <laughs> and maybe like a quarter cape okay and um, I'm also seeing like either like a feather like a feather like edge like a rough ruffle uh-huh. along the cape or maybe around the neckline um but uh but yeah mostly he's like um he's like a pheromone guy he's got scent like powers okay wow manipulation powers yeah uh, real mandrill vibe on here oh yeah yeah i forgot about mandrill yeah uh yeah that's where i'm going that's what i got all right uh, i'm gonna hit you with uh <laughs> but also oh Gonna give you half a point because yeah. you pretty much got the the costume down. Uh, boots are in play, and there's a cape that kind of features heavily because his name is the Matador. Oh, very good. Yeah, uh, if his... I gave you that, you'd know he was just a Matador. Uh, <laughs> his powers are yep, he fights bulls. He fights uh, bulls. That's it. Does he like? He, does he, he ever fight the Rhino or no nah, bulls, man? Bulls, just bulls. Are there he rogue bulls everywhere bulls. that he's fighting? Uh, he didn't once manipulate. <laughs> no, he's a straight up editor for Spain. <laughs> At one point, he did manipulate the man bull into stealing the golden bull of China for him. Okay. But other than that, uh, he's a daredevil uh, villain, I guess. Um, okay. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, he's just a real good fighter. He's just prolific. He's <laughs> <laughs> prolific. <laughs> it says fighter. that at one point, he did use his cape to cover daredevil's eyes. Uh, an attempt to blind his opponent, and Daredevil act, had to act like he like it worked. Uh, oh my god! I need, to, <laughs> I need to read that issue, man. That is that is too good. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, I got half a point, so not bad. Pretty Better than good me. on the board. On the bizzard. Uh, all right. Your character. Yeah. Is 
the left winger. Oh, shit. All right, left winger. Winger, winger. All right. Uh, the left winger is actually the drummer from Winger. He <laughs> is. Everybody else has moved on with their lives in the 2000s, in the knots. Uh, he's left behind. He's the only one who wanted to continue the band, much like Noah. You know, much like Will, not the actor. <laughs> much like Will in Stranger Things. He just wanted to play D&D, goddammit. Um, he's the only one that wanted to do so. He's the only one that wanted to keep the band together. But now uh, he's found out that he has the all the power of Winger to himself. Not only is he the drummer, he's also the bassist and the guitar. He can play rock band by himself. Wow, very impressive. Uh, with his newfound ability... He starts out small time busking at Times Square. Um, really instant hit. His first villain, though, Sad Elmo. Depressed Elmo uh, at Times Square accuses him uh, of stealing all his crowd, and they get into a fight. And it's a one off, and this is why Vertigo is dead. Oh, wow. You really tied that one back into the slack. Jedi. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. How much That's of a good. should I give myself? Uh, just, I mean, just a solid buzz is like a negative buzz, which is right. a solid one. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Oh, boy. As really is, amazing is as a that a soccer was. player? <laughs> no. That would, oh, God yeah, damn it. That's the other way I was going to go with it, but all right. Okay, that was a good one. He, <laughs> all right, let me, let me run through his bio real quick. All right. Uh, when a, another super patriot arrives on the Marvel scene in 1986 to supplant Captain America... Um, this this is to take over the place for Steve Rogers. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember why Steve Rogers stepped down. He either became delusioned with the government or he lost his powers temporarily. Mm. Anyway, this guy quickly uh, becomes Captain America. Not the left winger. Okay. Okay. Th- I'm getting to the left winger. But this other guy, uh, whose name I believe is... Where is his name? John Walker. His name is John Walker. The whiskey uh, guy? Yes, no, it's Johnny Walker, but yes, okay. uh, becomes Captain America, and, and this Captain America has Bucky's plural, uh, <laughs> Bucky's, which stands for Bold Urban Commandos. Oh, good guy, one of these. Yeah, sidekicks. So this new super patriot uh, that takes over the Captain America mantle, his name is John Walker. He hires his army buddy Hector Lennox to be his Bucky. Later on, Steve Rogers gives up. Uh, the Captain America mantle becomes Nomad. Walker gets to be Captain America. Uh, Walker didn't bring Lennox along, so once Walker became officially Captain America, um, uh, Lennox, Hector Lennox, uh, be, no longer is able to be anything, uh, decides to become Left Winger, a villain who works with his friend mm-hmm. who goes by Right Winger. Jesus Christ. Some bipartisan bullshit? Together they try to... If I remember correctly, their costumes are exactly half of a Captain America costume and half of, like, like a Democratic color scheme and then a Republican (laughs) primary color scheme. It's real weird. Um, Anyway, these two guys get together and they try to expose Johnny Walker or John Walker as Captain America. (laughs) When they do this, when they do this... Yeah. By exposing Walker, these two idiots, they actually end up leading somebody to kidnap and kill John Walker's parents. Holy shit! So the temporary Captain America's parents are kidnapped and oh murdered. Oh my god! 
So, so then Walker Captain America comes after them for vengeance, because of course he does. Uh, in the scuffle, Hector Lennox <laughs> is badly burnt during his beatdown, so much so that he his psychological makeup is fried and he commits suicide. Wow, holy hell! <laughs> this entire tragedy is undercut by this stupid name that he has, which is the left winger. <laughs> And of course, the right winger went on to be hired by Fox. Now has a talk show. There you go. His name is Alex Jones. Um, <laughs> all right. So I mean, I know you weren't really going for it, but you get zero points. Yeah, that that fine. That was doing a lot. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait for this last one. Uh, oh my god. Oh, this last one's so good. All right. Yeah. What do you I'm got? not helped out with a previous situation, but um, let me see here. All right. His name, Dog Welder. Dog Welder. Wait, like welder or wielder? Dog Welder. Like well, like you weld something together? Dog Welder. Oh, okay. I feel like you're tricking me, but I feel like Dog Wielder sounds like it could be a thing, like a guy that just has a lot of dogs, like like dog walking app, and he just like overbooked him. <laughs> so he's got like yeah, I, I get, I like it. No I in this name. Okay, he's got thirty seven dogs. He's on the corner of Fifth uh-huh. and Broadway. And he need, look, he needs to know where to go next. <laughs> it's no longer, he's no longer in control. The thirty seven <laughs> dogs are in control. One of them is at least one of them is constantly peeing. <laughs> a real mess um dog welder yeah. i guess has the ability oh this is gonna be good it has the ability to take any two dogs regardless of breed mm-hmm. and weld them together to make a super dog a mm-hmm. mixture of those two breeds <laughs> so you could you could go husky corgi in this right. situation where normally a you huggy. wouldn't be able to or like a great dane Pekingese, a Deaconese, a Deaconese, a G Deaconese. <laughs> you could go. You could go. Uh, Border Collie. Uh huh. Doberman. Collie man. AKA is that dog racist? No, a hundred percent. Wow. Uh, okay. That's my. That's my guess. So he's just best in show all around. But he, he can best in show any two breeds of dogs. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to give you... And maybe... Maybe half a point, because it's so on the nose, goddammit, dog welder. Some dogs are going to go weld, right? Welded to something. <laughs> this is so... This is so mind-splitting mind and weird. I'm going to have to read it all. Please. Dog Welder is a member of Section 8, a superhero team led by the delusional superhero wannabe Six Pack, a supporting character in the comic book series Hitman. Dog Welder is a mysterious and likely disturbed individual who never speaks. His face is never revealed, always hiding behind a welding mask. All we know of Dog Welder is his methods and that he seems to live in an alley. He sets traps for stray animals. He has a supply of dead dogs, perhaps just puppies. And he fights evil by pouncing upon evildoers and welding a dog to their face. God! Dog Welder perishes in the Section 8's final battle, vaporized by acidic demon vomit spit unknown secretion. Uh, he yeah. He welds dogs to people's faces. Fucking Garth Ennis, what the fuck are you doing? 
Garth Ennis, man, you should keep doing all the drugs you're doing when you're writing comics, please. Get some help. I mean, also that. That's also accurate. That's also <laughs> probably the right advice. Uh, Jesus Christ. This, this tagline on, the, on, the, on this Wikipedia or whatever. Dog welder, a mysterious and disturbing crime, disturbing crime fighter who terrifies ma- and maims evildoers by welding dead dogs to them. <laughs> that not, is. He's just. It's just that. I think I. I think I found my reason to live. That. <laughs> Why the fuck would you do this? <laughs> oh my god. This is such a this, paradigm shift. It's so. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, feel good because I. Th- I think you have a good shot at getting a full point on this one. Ooh, tying it up. But it's so good. Also, I've realized now that we never have a tiebreaker. We like we never figured what that was supposed to be. Oh, so snap. it just ends in a draw. Right. But uh all right, your last character, do not overthink it, is Doll Man. All right, nothing out of left field. Doll Man. I wouldn't say so. <laughs> His name is Doll Man. <laughs> all right. Uh Doll Man is somebody some comic writer saw Child's play and was like, What if Chucky was good? And Doll Man is Pretty much just my buddy, the the actual doll that I actually had when I was a child, and I couldn't see Child's Play because of that movie. Or, or, couldn't see that movie because of that. Um, he, he's just a he, he comes to life. He wants to protect his boy. He has to. There's probably some robber that comes in, and he has to fight him off. And his his love for his human companion is what activates him and like brings him to sentience. And now he'll he'll fight crime uh, in the house and elsewhere. <laughs> Okay, I'm. You know what? Give yourself, give yourself the cash money, Sam. I'm gonna give you the full point. Ooh, Doll Man. Okay, this is how they start describing Doll Man. So let me just. Ant Man is a powerhouse compared to Golden Age hero Doll Man, who could not <laughs> control ants or do anything honestly, except shrink to the size of a doll. Okay, wow. Nicknamed the yeah. world's mightiest <laughs> might. He would occasionally ride on his beast, a.k.a. the Wonder Dog Elmo, to save children. So Elmo's getting a lot of run this podcast. That's really weird. That's really weird. Uh, Yeah, so I think, I mean, you know, he wasn't a doll come to life, but he was a man Mm. that could turn into a doll that was alive. So Mm. pretty much the same. That's close enough. You're getting the full point. We are now tied. (laughs) <laughs> but that was never the point because the points don't matter it's the ridiculous scenarios that we find and that we make up that make what he do the institution that it is before you guys start adding us the mask is a comic book character so <laughs> it does fit the it's theme of our character show. right it is pretty scary I, I mean I don't know I feel like I think it's obscure in the sense that like people know who the mask is, but they don't necessarily know that that's a combo character. Right, right. Right. So that fits. Um, yeah. Oh, before we sign off, there is I do have some exciting news, and Chris, I didn't I neglected to tell you this. Yeah. We have an official sponsor. Bullshit. For realsies. Popcultureandcomics.com. Uh, yeah, they do reviews, movies, comics, TV shows, everything kind of in the nerd realm. Uh, they do. They have new articles released every day. They do recaps of 
uh, television shows like Arrow or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hmm. Uh, they are currently doing season three recap of Jessica Jones, popcultureandcomics.com. You can hit that website up after you listen to our episode to see uh, anything we didn't cover. Because we don't cover everything. We just cover all the uh, important stuff or the funny stuff, honestly. <laughs> That's what we shoot for. Uh, but, yeah. And um, they, we might be able to start grabbing our SoundCloud link off of their website coming soon. And that so website, one more time, is? Popcultureandcomics.com. <laughs> ah, nice catch. Uh, until next time, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. We love you 3,000. See you in a minute.